0: Voice America
2: There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper.
0: Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and... Thank you very much for joining the show again today. It's great to be back. It's really cold here, lots of snow and things um, in the UK. Uh, I've just been hearing in Phoenix um, where well, our producer is that it's hot. So uh, thank you for that, Justin, <laughs> um, which was a bit warmer. Anyway, thank you very much, firstly, to uh, Peter Roper, who was on last week's show, who gave us some very helpful words of wisdom. Uh, the show was called Running on Empty, if you've not listened to it. Um, he bravely shared his experiences about turning – his business failure into success um, when his uh, business failed and had a book called Running an Empty that he's written, which the proceeds go to the Samaritans. And I thought it was very humbling to listen to that, so thank you, Peter. Uh, This week, I'm delighted to have a show on motivational coaching and a guest for whom unique facilitation and coaching skills, her unique facilitation and coaching skills I've experienced firsthand and I, I greatly admire her. Now, coaching is widely recognized today as being an essential leadership and a management skill, as well as a mechanism for even the highest performers to continually evaluate and improve their own performance. Now, I'm a mentor and a coach. However, I also have my own mentors and coaches. And, and probably a question, actually, if you're looking for a coach, I would ask is, you know, who's your coach or mentor? Um, you know, are they committed to developing themselves? Now, it's not just coaching, um, something which historically people did in the world of sports, and um, sportsmen had coaches, musicians, etc. You know, now the coaching skills are recognized as being essential for anyone if they want to achieve more. I've also found sometimes that uh, coaching skills are helpful when dealing with the challenges of leading a family as well. Though I have to be honest, I occasionally get it wrong. Um, I'm just thinking about my, my five year old son who's Not always easy to coach. In fact, he's a brilliant natural negotiator, which interestingly is the subject of next week's show with uh, my guest Derek Arden next week. Um, My recent attempts at using my coaching skills with him to improve his reading resulted in me in the end offering him um, a little bribe really of a, a new computer game when he gets to orange reading book level. However, it turned into a demotivator when he realized that the game would not be in his possession by the weekend. In fact, it would take several weeks, or in his words, a million trillion years to achieve this. And um, Perhaps I therefore need to invite Leslie over with next week's guest, Derek, uh, to give you a bit of backup. Uh, if you first don't succeed, bring in the big guns. <laughs> and so <laughs> when it comes to coaching, uh, I know a few people with more experience than Leslie Matil. She's the only person I know who can say that they've supported the training of over 10,000 coaches during their career. And during this show, Leslie, I'm sure, will tell a few tales from her, her former life, and she's described as a life in crime, which was based on 15 years as a probation officer. So I guess dealing with uh, the with, uh, people who'd um, found themselves in prison and that sort of thing, as well as. Uh, Uh, since lots of business coaching experience now surprisingly therefore leslie's both tough and direct she's also very friendly supportive and professional from my experience and during this show we will discuss some fundamental techniques and principles that make the performance difference and of course um you know we can talk about this particularly as i'm um, involved in this area myself. But, you know, if you're looking for some motivational coaching ideas to help you or your kids or your clients achieve more, then I'd listen carefully. In fact, I'd probably take a notepad out now. So, um, without any further ado, uh, welcome Leslie Matteel.
3: Hi, Chris. I- uh, thanks for the invitation. It's uh, great to be on your show and have the opportunity to talk a bit about my two of my passions, um, motivation and coaching. So, thank you for the invitation.
0: You're very welcome. It's great to have you here. And let's start then. You've mentioned motivation and coaching. So, you know, tell us where your passion for motivation comes from.
3: I guess I've always been very conscious that some people appear uh, unstoppable and uh, some people appear unmovable uh, and then there's every variation in between and and I've seen lots of um, people label others as not motivated and almost dismiss them on that basis and and that's really sad and and others who perhaps have let their circumstances dictate what happens to them, you know that, that phrase that we often all use, I had no choice. And I suppose most sadly, I've seen people look back, regretting that they haven't taken any action, that they've missed opportunities and become massively frustrated. And then on the other hand, I guess I've seen people who have maybe even given up on themselves or other people have given up on them, but they have found something that sparked real motivation in them. And they have joined then the masses of the unstoppable And I suppose fundamentally, my belief is that we can all find motivation from within ourselves to be and do our very best. And I think people people want to do well. And I know that when we're motivated, we're attractive as people, we're energized and we're fulfilled. And I guess I want everybody to know about motivation and to, to be able to achieve the things they want and, and to have no regrets. So I guess that's where my, my passion for motivation comes from.
0: F- fabulous. And, and I think you know, I completely agree with you. When people are motivated, they kind of shine. They attract more things into the life, don't they, into the businesses. Um, they can achieve more. Um,
3: Absolutely. It's a, great, it's a great place to be, isn't it, when, you, when you're energised and you, I think you, you're right. People who are the sort of half full are, are very attractive as people.
0: Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's almost like, I don't know what you think, Leslie, but it's, I feel like motivation is almost like a daily daily responsibility to <laughs> so keep yourself in that kind of energy.
3: Yeah, I think motivation is a state we become. Mm. We we, Uh, we work on that, and we're constantly topping that up.
0: Yeah. So therefore, that's motivation. And how about your passion Mm -hmm. for coaching?
3: Well, you mentioned um, that I was a probation officer, and one of the techniques that we used to use in um, in my probation work was uh, motivational interviewing, and that's a um, a technique really to help people to get ready, willing, and able for change. And the purpose of the questions in motivational interviewing are to help was to help the offenders to articulate for themselves the reasons for change. So it was about helping them to express the negatives about where they were and the positives about change and then helping them to to weigh those things up and, and obviously to tip the balance in, in favour of change. And so through that, I found that I really loved helping people to think. I think thinking is a real treat. We don't do enough of it. Um, And to help people to think about their possibilities for the future, help them to think about how they could find more confidence and more energy, how they could achieve the things that they they really wanted to achieve. So that was really important to me. And I I know that um, through helping people to think that I've enabled people to make some changes and break out of some fairly vicious circles that they were in, really, and then quite quite by chance one day I was watching uh, the television it was a breakfast show and it was back in the mid 90s I think Frank Boff was the presenter so that's going back a good while and uh, I saw a feature about um, a new high impact intervention and it was called coaching a guy talking to somebody on the phone and asking all the kinds of questions that I was asking people to help them to move forward so I picked up the phone to the BBC and they managed to, I managed to persuade them to give me the, the name of this, uh, this coach and I tracked him down in Canada and uh, we exchanged a few emails, uh, well, I think it was a few letters in those days, and I read he pointed me in the direction of a few articles, and as they say, the rest is history.
0: F- fabulous. So, I, I, what I'm really encouraged to hear, actually, I, I've not um, been in that environment, uh, sort of dealing with offenders, but it sounds like, you know, there are, they're, they're not just left uh, serving their time, there's a, a support network that's helping them to improve their Absolutely, lives, yeah. is that correct?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Part of the sort of rehabilitation, I guess, is the, is the traditional phrase that's used and it is about, yes, there's an element of, of punishment for people, but also it is about protecting the public in the future and that is about helping people to move forward and move away from their former lives of crime.
0: So, so does motivational coaching differ from a standard coaching approach?
3: Um, If there is such a thing as a standard coaching approach, Chris, I'm not not sure if there is. I don't think uh, many coaches would uh, uh, – it's difficult for coaches to agree on exactly what coaching is. But I think all coaches would agree that coaching – by nature, should be motivational. You know, everybody should come out of a coaching session uh, fired up, keen, committed, action focused, new insights, able to apply new understanding in their current situation to, to make things uh, better for themselves to be able to succeed. And I guess if if that's not happening, um, then the coach would need to look at their at their impact. But I guess motivational coaching would pay particular attention to, Everything motivational, um, taking nothing for granted, um, nothing about enthusiasm and determination uh, for granted and, and really spotlight on all things motivational. So I would be con- looking at, um, resistance procrastination i would almost assume that they are likely to be present at some point knowing that people will hit tough times that they could easily be distracted because just because somebody comes for coaching doesn't mean to say they're they're motivated in the true sense just because they keep coming doesn't mean to say that they're taking any particular action consistently and and even because they make some changes doesn't mean that they are going to continue with those changes I- into the future. So, so, for me, motivational coaching is really at its heart looking at um, at what is going to raise the enthusiasm, the determination, the commitment of the of the client to get maximum value from the coaching and and it's that significant and it's that sustained difference in performance and and for me as well it's that if if clients have worked really hard to make some changes it's about not losing that or or not wasting any of that that time and, and effort which for some people may have been a considerable investment
0: fantastic well we're about to go to commercial break so we'll be back with you again shortly
2: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: If you are looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line... Tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you planned for your retirement yet? if you are a public sector employee perhaps not studies have shown that employees of schools educational institutions governments nonprofits and public safety may lack the information they need to effectively prepare for retirement for the answers you need tune in to lessons in retirement retirement planning for public sector employees with host Jim Bishop broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m Pacific time 1 p.m Eastern time on the voice America business Channel it's sure to pay
2: Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
0: Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com with my guest today, Leslie Mateel, and we're talking about motivational coaching. And now, Leslie, I was just reflecting during the break there um, about this point about motivational coaching. And you, you talked about leaving people feeling motivated. And I just wondered, you know, some of the most powerful coaching That I've had, and and maybe some of the sessions that I've I've, I've given, have often often meant that I've come away with lots of different things going on in my mind to work through. And but I've not, I may have been felt a bit subdued and tired at the end of it. Um, I wonder what your perspective on that was.
3: I think if you come away from a coaching session tired, that's a good sign. It means that you've been working quite hard. And I guess the reality is that in good coaching, you will have been asked a number of uh, quite challenging questions. You may have had to revisit some of your dearly held assumptions and thoughts about yourself. And sometimes that, that, can be, um, that can be hard to do. Coaching isn't an easy process. But I guess what's important is that you come out of that almost the light at the end of the tunnel you've turned the corner so yes you've got those insights hey they're a bit hard to take on board but you're confident and encouraged that you can use those moving forward and therefore you're motivated to continue to think things through and to take action um, even if those first few moments um, have been quite uncomfortable for you
0: great so what so we're talking about leaving people with um, a, a kind of can-do they go away with lots of things to think about, a can-do attitude rather than a can't do, a can't Absolutely. do with your failure.
3: Yeah, and, and as a coach, you're not a cheerleader for somebody. You know, their motivation is going to come from within themselves and they might have to work through some stuff. But, hey, that's all part, I think, of the of an important
0: and empowering coaching process. Fantastic. Now, what, I wonder what, what are some of the everyday problems that you see in your clients um, when about motivational coaching can address? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I do quite a lot of leadership um, coaching, so helping leaders often to get the most out of their, their staff who may be reluctant in some way about change. They may be reluctant about buying into the new vision of the team or the department, resistant to new work practices. A lot of staff these days who perhaps are um, a bit disillusioned with seeing their team members um, disappearing through cutbacks or limited opportunities. Um, and some leaders themselves who are uh, demotivated. And I guess it's, it's helping them to be increasingly engaged with, with purpose and feeling fulfilled in their role and, and valued because basically motivated and fulfilled workforce are a more productive workforce.
0: Now, now a number of people listening to the show I, I know will have um, have, have a, an organization where um, they'll have a few, maybe have a few people working for them, um, certainly have um, suppliers out there that the relationships they've got to manage. Potentially, they've got a lot of people working for them. And I just wondered because I've seen this before, where there are people that are stuck, what's the impact when, when nothing's done to address challenges that are caused by, you know, lack of motivation, which I use the word stuck because I know you tend to refer this to this as stuckness.
3: Hmm. I think that um, if we fail to address um, lack of motivation, then we're going to perpetuate this lack of fulfilment, um, just going through the motions type approach. I think it, it costs businesses, is, is huge, really. I mean, in a recent Gallup poll, um, this is talking about employee engagement. They were saying that um, 29% of employees were actively engaged. 54% were sort of going through the motions. These are general figures from the research that they've done. And 7% of people were actively disengaged um, and actually in a poll that I did with some training delegates I found and asking them how much of their full potential they used at work and 85% of um, delegates responded that they often use less than 30% of their full potential at work wow um, and so these are, um, you know, quite dramatic figures. I think, and, and reflect a lack of interest, engagement, and, and motivation in staff. And you know, what business can afford f- for that to happen? Because that translates into into cash terms, doesn't it? In terms of increasingly motivated staff, get things right first time more often are more efficient more productive they're usually more willing more creative more inspirational more encouraging to others um you know so there's a big difference between staff that are um complying and and staff that are committed um where commitment really raises um the level in terms of uh, potential margins for companies certainly
0: so so are we saying that those companies that we see out there that are performing really really well are are companies that have a much higher percentage of people that are really engaged
3: I think that, that is true. I think there is a, is a, there's a real correlation between that. And, and that might be trying to help those people who um, aren't working um, particularly well to become more interested and become more engaged and therefore want to up their performance. But also coaching is that is there for people who are doing well, who are very talented, who want to be stretched and, and further engaged. You know, the, the Richard Bransons of this world still can benefit from, from coaching to help them to, to, to raise their game, to keep going. And, and the you know, people who are tootling along in life quite nicely, we all need boosts of motivation from time to time, don't we? In, you know, when that change of circumstances, disappointments, new expectations, stepping into the unknown, you know, or dealing with the same old routine for carers, for example, but that need to do that with um, real heart and compassion. So, you know, getting people to engage and be motivated right across the board is going to have dramatic impact. Just imagine if, if um, 10% more people were actively engaged as opposed to just going through the motions. I mean, what difference would that make to um, figures that were reported uh, in terms of profits and efficiencies?
0: Well, it could be absolutely huge, couldn't it? Um, yeah. And I know, I know the figures I've seen around uh, organisations that are very at high in terms of being being kind of values-based and having a, a very all-encompassing uh, trust in, in type of culture. Um, you know, the figures are really, you know, th- three times uh, the performance of uh, lower-performing organizations who've not, you know, embedded that kind of coaching, training, development culture into them. Um, yeah, sometimes, that's, that's any right. more times than that?
3: Yeah. I think that's that's really important. And and, I mean, just as a very simple example, just, just think about what you're like on the day before you go on holiday. Just think about your productivity. How many of those things uh, that you've finished that you've been hanging, have hanging on your desk for ages? How many of those loose ends do you tie up? How many of your projects do you see through? Because you're motivated to leave a nice, clear desk. Make sure everybody can excel while you're away. You're not going to get caught out by anything. And, and after you've done that at work, you come and do the same at home and make sure everything is is tip top i mean we're lethal aren't we on the day before we go on holiday um just think if we, i'm not suggesting that we could probably exist at that level all of the time but there is something about that untapped potential that we could we could um we could harness that would really make a difference to uh, families as well as to businesses
0: uh, de- definitely uh, i i find uh to get myself working like that, I almost have to put kind of f- false deadlines in place, you know, to, yeah. to, you know, to, to raise my energy. So if I've got, interestingly, if I have a good space of, of time when I'm not doing lots of work with clients, et cetera, um, I can find if I'm not careful myself slowing down uh, if the, mm. if the pressures are not there.
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, many people do put those uh, different deadlines in, don't they? Some way to encourage themselves. Yeah.
0: So, so we've, I think we've, In that conversation, we've probably also established in there that, that. Coaching 's not for people who are just stuck in a rut, you know you mentioned richard mm-hmm. branson 's and and i've certainly people i 've met it 's quite fascinating at you know, those sorts of levels they, uh, they, you know, some, they somebody's coaching them someone else is coaching them, and eventually it comes almost full circle <laughs> yes. <somebody> in the <laughs> and some, some of these uh, coaching loops seem to meet which is which is quite fascinating, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, finding people who can help you and help you raise your game really important now I know that you you mentioned to me something which was about uh, compliance and commitment being important and I I just wonder what you meant by that.
3: Yeah if you think about it I think that if you're complying with something you know often we do things um, and we do it but our heart's not really in it and we're sort of going through the motions. Maybe we're not too worried about standards. You know, a good enough will do. No real sort of urgency, maybe easily distracted. And, and I call that sort of compliance. But if our heart is in it, then we are much more enthusiastic. And, you know, the phrase is we'll move heaven and earth or whatever the equivalent in, in your world. You know, we'll get up, we'll get organized, we'll, we'll stay on track, we'll push us. We'll stay focused because we really want to achieve this, this particular thing, and we succeed, and we love it. You know, and we are uh, we do more, and we do more quickly. Um, and committed people give the best of themselves rather than hold back the best of themselves. And, and if you're enthusiastic, you're motivated, you're committed, then you know, you're fulfilled and you're energized. We talked a bit about, about that before. And I know for myself, if I've had a, a good day, I've been stimulated, I've been motivated, I've been a, a, Really achieving, I'm likely to come back home. You know, I'll cook something that's a bit uh, different. I might even clear the loft out or something. I don't know. I'll do something a bit a bit more. If I've had a, a day when I've gone through the motions, I might come back and think, well, wow, we might as well have a few first fish and chips tonight and perhaps we'll have a can of lager and then you watch all the rubbish on the television. Does this sound familiar? Um, so I think there is something about that compliance and commitment and what we know is when we're really committed, we, we do that, that extra bit all of the time.
0: So, so sometime, I, I wonder, because I know... I've had uh, nights like that too <laughs> uh, and I had, one, I had one this week actually when I just I just felt like it hadn't been the best day in the world and I could very easily just sat and watch the TV, um, had a glass of wine and uh, use that. Instead, what I did was I, I decided to start some painting and the good thing about it was actually by the end of the day, I'd, I'd, done, some, I'd done some painting, I'd achieved something <laughs> and I felt, yeah. more, I felt motivated again. Um,
3: yeah, and, and action brings motivation. It increases our motivation um, because we see a sense of achievement. We can see ourselves excelling or just getting out of that, that rut that we talked about before. So, yeah, activity is, is a great way to build our motivation.
0: Great. Well, we're going to go over to a commercial break again. And we'll, after the break, we'll look at some of the techniques uh, that you can think about and use when you're, you're coaching other people. So mm-hmm. over to Voice America. Oh, he's uh, he's gone to sleep <laughs> I think we
2: from the boardroom to you Voice America Business Network. We are in the midst of a global sovereign debt crisis that could lead to the ultimate risk for the world economy, the removal of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. What will this event really mean to the markets? And more importantly, what does it mean for you and your family? Listen to Global Currency Watch with your host, Stephen Ayer, to get a full and objective look at the world's sovereign debt crisis and help you prepare for when the crisis envelops the United States. Global Currency Watch airs live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business we
1: No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Vixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
2: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in
1: business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to turning hard times into good times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy, and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
2: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. That's info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
0: Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com. And uh, so we had a slight technical issue before the break there. I think we were stuck in to hear each other, but we're back again now. And I think we're very clear. So um, I wanted to now kind of move on um, for, you know, you may be thinking, well, what are the kind of, how, how do I go about coaching? Um, and what are some of the techniques and things that we can use? So in this space, we're going to start to look at some of those. And so I wondered, uh, Leslie, you know, when people are really not motivated to be coached, uh, what are your favorite questions and techniques to um, help them find their motivation?
3: Okay, that's a, that's a good point, I think, because I, I do um, have some people uh, that come for coaching because they've been sort of sent as part of a coaching program who may not be massively committed to the idea. Um, and it's an important piece of work, I think, that we can do to get people ready for coaching. Um, and what I want to do is to help clients to make an informed decision about coaching. I mean, I, I remember one particular uh, guy that uh, came for coaching. His name was Jake, and um, he'd been sent for coaching. And he came in a very sour-faced, very aggressive. He sort of flung the door open and came along and and uh, thrust his papers onto the onto the table and sat down, leant back, arms folded, legs out in front of him crossed. And his opening kind of comment to me was. Um, he was basically telling me he didn't want to be there and that he didn't want to waste his time on this airy fairy stuff. And I wasn't messing with his head and he definitely wasn't going out hugging trees and uh, chanting how beautiful he was beautiful he was in the mirror three times a day. So um, resistance comes in <laughs> various <laughs> various packages. But, but his resistance was really based on misinformation, on assumptions he had about coaching, quite where he got those from, I, I'm not sure. But over and above that, I think he felt scared. He felt he potentially he was going to be exposed and made vulnerable. He was unsure about his skill set and where that would leave him. He was concerned about the real agenda. The consequences, the confidentiality, I mean I think you name it he had that concern, and so my, my starting point with him was to clarify what coaching was about the confidentiality and in whose interests I was working, etc but I guess I, I also borrow some of the, the principles from the sort of the modern selling techniques, I guess which are based on building relationships based on transparency and and trust and really a a genuine interest in in people and I guess I I started by Talking to him about his circumstances, what he was good at, um, what he would brought to the business and then talk to him about some of his challenges and some of the pain that he encountered, etc. And the costs of what was going on for him in the business, etc. And then, as I said before, helping to think about a, a better future uh, and, and what that might mean and the benefits of, of being slightly in, in a different place. And, and I think that that is, is really motivating for people. And also, I think what's really motivating for people is just to be listened to and to be understood for where they are. And, and as a realist, actually, to talk to him around what might be some of the costs of change and um, you know, what he values that he might have to give up. If he was going to go through change, and although that sounds like that might be a kind of a negative conversation, I think that most people, when they face up to those kind of um, issues, are usually challenged and invigorated rather than than knocked back.
0: Yeah, I, I guess what I'm hearing here is probably the you know distinction between say leadership. Uh, management and coaching, which are probably three functions of a kind of a, you know, anybody who manages people really. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm, what I'm hearing from those questions, you know, things about your vision and, you know, how you are as a person and where you're going is that, you know, coaching here, we're talking about having you know, more personal conversations, aren't we, as opposed to, um, you know, specific operational details about a job. Um,
3: Yes, I think that's a really good comment, Chris, because I think that if people are resistant and are not seeing that they've got an issue or a problem, then to talk to them about Um, how they might change in the future is kind of a a non-conversation because they're not in that place to think about about change so you know people are interested and become personally um, motivated I think when they're they're valued as people that you um, acknowledge what they're bringing and people like to talk about themselves and they like to share with you what's gone well for them and, and then they will disclose some of their pain and they'll often then disclose their part or their contributory factors in the creation of that pain so and then of course you're into a conversation where people are beginning to acknowledge um what they might need to do to change to uh, to move forward yeah
0: I, I i guess we're also kind of cutting or talking about here you know, um, that for, for a line manager there may be certain things that uh, somebody they're having a challenge with in their team won't talk to them about and and maybe the you know having an independent coach can be very beneficial because that person will open up and can part, you know partly facilitate uh, an improvement in the relationship but you could actually be part of the problem
3: um mm.
0: and not everybody would open up to you um about that i suppose
3: that's right and that, um- Mentioning Jake before, that was clearly what was going on for him. There's was, there was lots of concerns. It's back to the old iceberg, isn't it? That you know, he was seeing resistance on, on the surface, but underneath that, that was being supported by a lot of fears he had about his own security and his own image in the business, his own skills, you know, confidence. So, lots of things going on underneath the surface that might have made him appear resistant in the first instance. And, and again, the motivational coaching, um, and it's a real passion of mine is to is to give people an opportunity to engage in coaching because sometimes people will dismiss it as jake was about to do without really seeing what it was about and what the benefits um that would be there for him if he were to engage in that so i think it's a really important piece of work to do to help people to make an informed decision around um deciding whether to take coaching or not and how they can make the best use of that
0: so what are some of the fundamental principles, motivational principles that you think are important and you know, maybe contributed to your success that should work pe- with people around?
3: Okay. So, so, I mean, I think there's two things that's like on, the, on the canvas in a sense, the two things that I hold very, very dear that I think have helped me to be successful. And the first one of those is about um, expressing empathy to people um, Again, one of my beliefs is once that people are understood and that their feelings and thinking is acknowledged, they are relieved and much of their resistance disappears. And so by summarizing back to people what they've said from their particular position, we can express empathy with phrases like, I can see why you might say that. And I understand how you've come to that conclusion. Um, And what you're saying to your clients is that I'm, I'm saying that I understand what you're saying to me. I get it. Um, You're not saying you agree with it, but you are saying that you get it. And that's really important. So that expressing of of empathy is is a huge thing. Um, And if you argue with people or resist that, all you're doing is presenting them with an opportunity to rehearse all their arguments to say the same. So, you know, it's not a great place to be, but expressing empathy is really important. And I guess the other thing that I've I'm I'm very um, it's very important to me is about. Looking out for the um, self-efficacy, it's often referred to as that certainty or belief in themselves to be able to succeed and taking responsibility for the change in front of them. So you call it change talk, listening out for people saying, oh, I suppose I could. Or now that you mention that, I'm thinking this. Um, Those are all very simple strategies to use to help people to begin to get some to find that that enthusiasm
0: motivation
3: for for working
0: fantastic so we so we need to empathize with um, somebody that we're coaching and i guess that comes to, also comes down to listening very carefully and and giving them your absolute attention
3: uh, yeah because once you do that they don't have to argue anymore because you're saying i see it um, so you can move. It's a great tip in relationships, actually, you know, uh, not to say that awful thing. I hear what you say, um, but mm-hmm. to really say I've understood and I can see why you're saying that. And once you do that, you almost give yourself permission to be able to um, put an alternative view so that those are those are two things. And that that, are, that I use and, and I'd like to share a, a simple framework that I use and maybe we can do that um, Uh, in a couple of moments would that
0: be useful yeah let's let's go for it now
3: okay um it's it's a four uh, stage thing so i may need to to kind of break this down but one of the things that i think is really important is about helping people first of all to recognize the problem that they've got and the definition of that problem um i said before that sometimes we can't um work with people who don't recognize they've got a problem so I, i was coaching somebody fairly recently who believed that he didn't have a problem, although the manager was saying, hey, you're not working hard enough, you're not working fast enough, you're not being creative enough, you're not being accountable enough, you know, you're carrying your staff. And so I had to work with him around, um, okay, how do you get to the point of recognizing what the issue is and then what you'll do about it? So problem recognition is, is a key thing. And that's the, the challenge I think that most leaders face is what do you do with people who say they haven't got an issue? Mm. Yeah. yeah? and you know for me it was having those kind of exploratory discussions we talked about business targets and their market position we talked about um what he was actually doing in the business his personal aspirations his needs his values some of the stuff that you've covered on some of your previous sessions because you can't argue logic he had to find that motivation from within and actually what emerged was that he was not necessarily resistant but he was just worried about what that might meet for him in the future
0: Uh, you raise a really important point there and i think some of the hardest people sometimes to um, manage or situations to manage are when, um, you know, for example, I used to go out and coach in the field salespeople for a, a confectionery firm like I used to work for many years ago. And you, you go and observe a call with them. You'd sit there cringing, thinking, oh, this is going really bad. And afterwards, you'd ask them, how did it go? I think it went really well. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And that's, the, that's
3: And I think that is the most difficult thing and often we, we tackle these things not by coming straight, straight in on, the, on that topic but by talking around lots of other areas, by showing an issue. And if they talk sufficiently and you allow them space to think, then they come to their own conclusions that maybe there's a bit of an issue here and maybe I could just do that here. And often they will they will sort of almost self-disclose about where their areas of um, concern are. Because I uh, bottom line, I think that people know where their issues are. But if given an opportunity with the right supportive environment, people will disclose what what it is that they need to develop and improve.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's go um, over to a commercial break now and we'll come back to the, the next three points after the break. Real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.
2: If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
0: Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm back with uh, Leslie Mateel. And uh, just before the break, we were talking about a four-step coaching framework that Leslie uses, and the first one was about, um, you know, what is the problem and defining it. So, Leslie, would you like to take us through um, the second step, in the process?
3: Yeah, and and this is about raising concern, because just because somebody knows they've got a, a a problem or an issue doesn't mean to say that they're motivated to do anything about it. I mean, we all live with stuff every day that we've got an issue around, but we, we choose not to do anything. I, I recently met somebody who was a, a very heavy smoker. He just had a triple heart bypass, um, but he wasn't particularly interested in giving up smoking. He wasn't <laughs> m- motivated to do that. Um, so just because we've got an issue and we recognise that and we can define it doesn't mean to say that we're going to do anything about it. So Often the questions then are about um, implications, about consequences. So what would happen if you do this? What will happen if you don't do this? You know, those kind of questions to get people to the point of deciding whether this is something which really matters to them and therefore they will, they will make some changes. And going back to the example of the, the guy I was talking about before, I mean, he realised that one of his top values was security and uh, about being, um being professional and he was um, honouring neither of those in the work that he was doing in his current environment so he then got to the point of saying actually I am sufficiently concerned about this to do something and most of us when we try to motivate other people which is I think practically impossible to do, we, we do it when they are not concerned enough to take action and that's a really important point
0: Big big point, I think that's really important and yeah, and when, I guess when that's that seed of something you're concerned about has been kind of sown and it starts to grow because we, if we, if we realize we've got an issue often when we focus on it, it the realization of it becomes bigger and bigger and then we're more motivated to act. Is that-
3: absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think then, and the third stage from that is then that we want to get people to the point where they are saying, you know, I intend to change. So not only do I know I've got an issue and I know what that issue is and I'm concerned about that. As a result of that, I want to change. And here we're asking lots of questions about benefits. So if you do change, what would be the benefits to you, short term, long term, the benefits to others, your family? um short-term or long-term and and my favorite question of all in coaching is and if you achieve this what other doors does that open for you that's right. my my favorite of all coaching questions so helping people to think about the, the benefits um of, of of both the journey and on on reaching the the destination and going back to this guy again he would be able to say that he would feel secure. Actually, he'd feel less pressured every day because he wasn't worrying about his lack of delivery. It would help him to feel proud in the work that he did, and he could then do other things. Um, and, and he could really build up his reputation, and that would open up doors for him going forward in, in an industry sector that was expanding.
0: Great. So, so they we, we've raised the, uh, identified a problem. Um, And uh, found a problem, raised concern about it. There's an intention to change. So what comes next?
3: And the last thing is around optimism about change and it being successful. So people believing that they can achieve what it is that they set out to achieve. And and most adults find it difficult to start something when they don't believe they can actually finish it. Um, So most adults are looking to, you know, can I achieve this? And and here as as a motivational coach, we are helping people to identify their existing skills. So, what skills have you got that you can use here? And actually, we've found again, looking back to this example that I've been using, he was um, very influential and led a group of people outside of work in an. In an charity and actually all the skills that he wasn't appearing to demonstrate at work he was using somewhere else and that was helping him to when he saw that that gave him increased enthusiasm and motivation saying yeah i can do this i I believe i can achieve this um and also great coaching questions about what support will you need to achieve this and, and how will you get that support and one of the things that i work a lot with people around is and and how will you notice when you're beginning to drift off course if you make these changes what little words will come into your head or thoughts will come into your head or little actions will you begin to notice that will be early warning signs for you that all this enthusiasm is just beginning to drift off course you know mm. so again helping people to be to believe that they can achieve the change, and and then thinking about um, what are the rewards when you get there. So that's a really important step, I think, at, at the end.
0: Great, great. The, the rewards. Uh, I I've, I've sort of come to my mind is a, a coaching question um, that I quite like. I really like, which is about you know if, once you've achieved what you wanted to achieve here, um, what might you um, see here and feel? And what yeah. might other people be? Yeah, what might other people be saying around you? Um, and uh, putting them in that sort of a place.
3: Yes, and being able to people to create a a 3D high definition color movie of what it will look like is hugely motivating for people.
0: Actually, that sounds like a, an NLP technique. I'm, Absolutely. Not, I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Neuro-linguistic <laughs> neuro- programming. <laughs>
3: Good visualization, Chris.
0: Good yeah. Visualization. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's really also important as well because if you can create something that you can keep coming back to, um, which can help engage you and put you back into that um, point of feeling energetic as they, they will do at the end of the coaching session that they've just had. Um, yeah it can only be a good thing so what therefore would you say are the, the key messages that you 'd really like to leave people with who are listening right now about motivational coaching
3: Okay, so I, I believe that everybody can find the motivation that they need to achieve um, that they need to have rather to achieve to achieve their their goals and their ambitions. It just means that we might have to spend a bit of time talking to them about their values and and the things that really matter to them. Um, But people can find that, that motivation. We can't give people a dollop of motivation. They've got to find it for themselves. And when people do find that, they can become unstoppable. But not only that, they will have a huge sense of fulfillment and opportunity and can really, you know, be and do their best so you know we need to be checking in with people about their motivation not being frightened if people say to us actually it's been a real dip say well that's great that you've noticed it so you know what do we do and work with whatever it is that people give to you but keep motivation absolutely on the agenda at all times
0: fantastic leslie i think that's a great point to uh, start to close the um show today on. And and just really thank you very much. I found that hugely valuable listening to you and I'm I'm sure that many of the people listening, I I hope you have found that valuable too. And if you want to find out a bit more about Leslie, you can go to um, www.ppcoaching.co.uk. Um, if you have any questions or feedback, please send them to me at info at bemoreachievemore.com. I love to hear from people. It's uh, always appreciated. Um, feel free also to leave comments on my Facebook page at um, facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore. Please also join us for um, the show next week. Um, it's going to be with on negotiation with master negotiator Derek Arden. Uh, whether you're haggling for a good deal in the high street or you're leading significant negotiations as a business owner, this will be a great show whatever um we all have to negotiate for at at some point in time and uh derek's a top negotiator He's an author of three books so he should be really good um so thank you again leslie i've been wonderful to hear you i'm just about to set off and there's a comedian in the uk called billy connolly and i'm about to set off to see him in nottingham so i'm looking forward to that this evening um so from leslie and i have a, a fabulous weekend
2: thank you for listening to be more achieve more please join your host chris cooper again next friday at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel enjoy your week